Hi everyone and welcome to Human Design 101. I'm Paula Fehrmann, your host, qualified life trust coach and human design fanatic. I guide my clients to become their own experts by understanding and more importantly living their design. When I first came to human design, I was so overwhelmed by the triangles, squares, arrows and numbers in the chart that I didn't touch it for more than a year. However, my human design experiment has been the most important transformation in my life, which is why I want to show you how you can use your design as a simple tool to heal, transform, integrate, grow and ultimately become your own expert. No more looking for the experts outside of you. Keep listening and learning here on the podcast, reach out for private coaching or book a chart reading with me. Let's talk Human Design 101. Hello and welcome back to Human Design 101. I'm beyond grateful to be connecting with you in this format today again and I want to show my gratitude inspired and kicked off by Valentine's Day with a special discount code for you which is 25% off all human design readings until the 22nd of February. You can find the code to use for your purchase on the website in the show notes and all the information about the different types of readings is in there too. Don't forget that when you book a reading you also get your human design blueprint which is a about 40 to 50 sides PDF doc that summarizes all the information about your specific and unique design and you have this amazing resource to come back to throughout your whole human design experiment. Now let's move to today's topic which is the second line profile. I'm going to supply you with all the hard facts about what it means to be a second line, have a second line in your profile. We're going to look at what the second lines are driven by, we are going to answer the questions around the projection field that I always see people to be a little confused with and so much more. Are you ready? Okay, let's dive right in. So if our first line, what we learned in the last two weeks is inward focused and they're the academic, then the second line is just the natural. They are the people who just go do it. And they just know how without being able to explain how they did it. The second line has the human design nickname, the hermit, the natural, the gifted child. And this also already tells us that there are a couple nuances about this line, right? On the one hand, we've got the natural talents, the things that come easy to them, that oftentimes the second lines don't even realize. They're kind of in this headspace where they think, if it's this easy to me and I didn't even know how I did this, it must be like that for everybody. And it's not to say that a second line is amazing at everything they do. Usually they have some sort of area in which they are specifically good at. For example, my dad is a second line and he is really gifted at everything that relates to computers, but he's also very gifted in his handiwork and DIY. And I've spoken to other second lines who find themselves loving everything that has to do with the hands, maybe cooking or baking or creating and crafting. So as you can see, there's always a little area that the second line feels comes really easy to them. And one of their biggest challenges is accepting 
and noting that they are gifted in this area. So if you're a second line and you're listening to this, you want to look out for what comes easy to you, what things just flow, and you also want to hear and listen out for what other people tell you that you're good at and believe them. So this is kind of the first part of the second line, this like natural talent and just jumping into things and having to figure it out there your way not needing to look at a rule book and maybe also not wanting to look at the rule book because, well, you're the natural and your natural way unfolds from within. The second part of the second line is the hermit piece. And I've spoken to different people and how this expresses seems to be different for everybody. Some second lines seem to say, oh, yes, I absolutely need my alone time and it's really important and I really relate to this hermit piece others might relate not so much to this and this is very likely related to the other number they find in their profile for example you could be a 2-4 and as we will see and learn down the line the 4 is all about the network and the people thing and you can understand how there's this like polarity in the profile and that might lead to people identifying more with one or the other depending on what's conscious or unconscious so in this example the second line would be the conscious since it's first remember right side personality conscious side left side body side unconscious or innate side so they might identify more with their hermit side but it's actually really important when we study our profile that we give space to our unconscious line because our unconscious line needs to be tended to first so that the conscious line can shine and you can think about this kind of in an, in the same example as though imagine you had like a um, a fear that that originated from a trauma very early on in your life or maybe even a past life and this unconscious fear holds you back from your conscious want or need of let's say public speaking you wouldn't be able to really lean into public speaking and excel on stage if you didn't tackle this unconscious fear before that so this is why we get to look at the body side first so the left the second number and really play and lean into that and see okay how am I expressing that in my life how am I not expressing that in my life how can I lean into that more and then the personality side will automatically shine because it's already so conscious it's something we identify with on a very conscious level so okay let's get back to the hermit piece as you can tell the hermit is around alone time and it is in the knowledge it says that the second lines they go into their own space they they become a hermit to work on their natural gifts so this is really easy to understand when you think about somebody who you know lock themselves into their room and they want to craft and they want to be creative they want to write or whatever it is that comes easy to them they want to perfect their craft and they're kind of really happy just doing their own thing being a little more reclusive but the interesting thing about our second lines is that they're not meant to stay in this hermit piece forever and this is where the projection field comes in and 
I want you to um, take a step back from your questions or confusions as, as if there is any around the projection field and just imagine this projection field like a magnet. So the second line has this magnet around them that gets charged up when they spend alone time in their alone time and perfect their craft and just do what feels good for them. They connect to their body. They take this time to kind of disconnect from the mind and let the body really mm, guide the way and how they do these things that come natural to them, right? Because we've already understood it's not a mind piece. It's something that comes from deep within. So the alone time is also about connecting with their body. So they spend the alone time and in their alone time they charge up this magnet and the magnet, the field around them, the projection field becomes stronger and stronger until it becomes so bright, so magnetic in this example, in this metaphor that other people start to notice and start to be drawn to the second line and they will come and call them out for their gifts. They will come to them and say, hey, I think you would be really good at X. I think you would be really good at, I don't know, cooking at my yoga retreat. I think you might be really good at helping me with my computer problem. And when they're being called out, that's when they are meant to go back in the world and share their gifts. And this is how the projection field works. So the projection field will make sure that at a certain point of time, they're going to be called upon, someone will come, see their gift and specifically want and need their help with whatever they're doing. So what does that tell us about the second line lives? That probably means that they need to hold out for potentially unexpected invitations or new contacts and they need to listen really if you're listening to this in your second line you need to listen to what others tell you that they're good at that your gifts sorry that you're good at what your gifts are and what they want your help with so if you've been knitting your whole life and you kind of just think oh I picked that up on the internet anybody could do that like it was so easy to me and then someone comes and asks you to knit for them commission or for a bigger project or for even for their company you need to trust that and you need to allow your natural talent to shine and lean into that and of course you get to decide what uh, I guess I, I don't want to use the word invitation here because that might confuse us with being a projector or not. But of course, you get to decide what offers feel authentic and feel good for you and what offers don't. And then here you get to really learn to decipher what feels good because it's easy, what feels uncomfortable because it's out of your comfort zone and what feels just not aligned for you. So this is also an area where you can play and grow. Now let's look at what drives the second line. What are they motivated by? What is it that they want to do? How do they want to play in this world? Our second lines are driven by almost childlike way to be absorbed in what they're doing. And this is where this hermit piece comes from right when somebody wants to be focused on something what do they not want 
distraction. What do they not want? Someone else telling them that they should be doing it differently. What do they not want? Some random instruction that feels inauthentic for their bodies. So second lines are driven by unconditionally committing to what they're doing and letting their energy and their body flow freely while they're crafting or working or whatever it is that they are doing, whatever it is that they've dedicated their attention span towards. And that leads to a general beautiful childlike energy in second lines. They have this free-flowing spirit of letting their body guide themselves to what what are we good at what do you want to do how can we potter around in the household it is really good for them if they have times in which they can just flow freely and allow their own energy to express in a natural and a playful and also a spontaneous way Our second lines, as opposed to the first lines, interestingly, remember the first lines express their energy kind of inwardly, they're kind of recuperated and they want to solve everything with, within their own container. And the second lines express themselves outwardly. So it can happen that their emotions just burst out of them and it can seem a little bit explosive being around them. So one of the challenges a second line is faced with is learn to understand how their being affects others. And that might be in the emotional way to find a way in which they can express themselves without exploding massively and creating chaos. And that might also be a way in which they learn to put themselves into other people's shoes who don't have this natural talent, who don't have a second line. And so it is here that we understand that our second lines have this journey of learning to be patient. And when I look at my dad, I can see this play out really beautifully. Like I can recall that when I was younger, he was very rigorous and set in his opinions and no doubt he was very smart back then and he is if not even smarter now but the difference is that he has taken a step back from this I'm right and this is how to do it and you have to do it this way bless him I love him and now he's found that when he's teaching people things that he can't be in this space because it's not an environment that is nourishing for people who don't have this safe, self-contained, second-line talent. I trust that makes sense. So patience is a beautiful thing to practice if you have a second line in your profile. Now let's look at what it is like for a second line to grow up. Oftentimes being in school can feel a little restrictive for them. What I often hear with second lines is that they say, oh, I loved kindergarten because I was able to play and be free and just follow my intuition and follow 
maybe a child wouldn't call it intuition, but I was able to freely do what I wanted to do. And then suddenly they get put into a classroom. They are forced to sit still for a certain amount of time. And worse comes worse. There's also really detailed instructions and just only one right way to do things. Only one right way to interpret this poem. That was definitely only one way what this poet would have meant with his poem. Only one right way to solve this maths problem. Only one right way to exercise. Whatever it is, you get the gist. So being in a school environment can be very challenging for a second line. So it is important to restore this trust in themselves and their gifts and the intuition because Sometimes when they come out of school, they can have had the experience, oh, I am just not good at things because this doesn't feel right. Or it can have, they can have uh, an incredible amount of frustrations that they are holding on to because, well, this must have been a very frustrating experience for them. Now, you might ask, okay, what can I do to restore my trust in myself as a second line? What can I do to really see my gifts? Um, because it feels challenging to me right now. Yes, you're telling me this, but I don't really believe it yet. I get you. So for you, it's incredibly important to reconnect to your intuition, to allow yourself to step away from the rule books that might be, for example, in cooking, to use a recipe as like, a general idea and then play with it to brainstorm crafting ideas on Pinterest and then let them go as you start into your creative process to feel inspired by listening to a podcast and then do your total own thing and just throw everything out that you've learned how to do it and to just trust this intuition. So Everything that helps you connect with your body and helps you to reconnect with your body and understand and rebalance the relationship between mind and body, where the mind is not the leader, that is what you want to do. And again, you might listen to this and you get the gist and then you throw it out and you see what feels good for you instead of just following my examples here. And then the last piece I want to speak about is the alone time, the hermit piece, and how that can be challenging for some second lines, especially if you're a 2-4 profile and you have this push-pull relationship of wanting to be alone and feeling the need to connect and network. So if alone time feels challenging to you and you don't resonate with this hermit piece coming easy to you, what do you do when you're alone? How do you not freak out? How do you go back to the trust that people will call upon you, that your projection field is working, that your magnet is charging? Well, first of all, follow your strategy and authority. This is what is going to guide you always and ever in the whole process. So as long as you follow strategy and authority, you're good. And then the second thing that I myself do when I find myself in situations of doubt where I feel like oh, I'm just not really trusting the universe right now. I've, I've got self-doubt. I've got doubt in the flow of life. Well, 
We got to find a way to re-establish that trust. And for me, what works really well is to connect to high consciousness material. So what the hell does that mean? That means books that have been written by spiritual teachers. For example, I love reading the Gene Keys and my own Gene Keys when I am in a place of doubt. I will link this in the show notes. This is an expansion of the Human Design Gates by Richard Rutt. And it shows us how we travel from a shadow into the light expression. And just listening to that or reading that helps me to reconnect. For you, that might be meditation. It might be listening to inspirational speakers like Abraham Hicks. It might be um, reconnecting with your body through yoga or kundalini yoga or going to spiritual gathering where you can bathe in the energy of trust and where you can reconnect with that higher consciousness of feeling connected to your own path for the life around you or with the life around you, with the people around you and the universe. And on that note, I will end today's podcast. Make sure you tune in for next week's interview about being a second line. We've got a whole lot of amazing examples. This was a really enlightening podcast, the one I recorded for next week. Make sure you tune in and don't forget to use the 25% off discount code. Thank you so much and bye-bye. Thank you so much for being here today and listening along to Human Design 101 with me, your host, Paula Fehrmann. I trust that you received exactly what you needed from today's episode, and I love how the universe matched us today. If you enjoy listening and learning with me, please leave a review wherever you are listening to this podcast so that more people can unlock their true selves and ultimately become who they were meant to be using human design. Until next time, lots of love and bye-bye.